everybody and welcome to episode number 29 of On the Flank. My name is John George. I'm alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank. Joe, we had a, we had a little tiny bit of a shorter week, but uh, that that didn't mean the, 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 the drama wasn't there. There was some fantastic matches this weekend. Uh, specifically, we were hyping up Friday. We chose me and Joe chose three games in our in our weekly predictions from Friday. I failed miserably. I allowed Joe to come back and <laughs> and tie me up. Um, both both but, sitting at five hundred so far on this season. Yeah, uh, just a, just an even five hundred. I think both of us could be doing better overall, Joe. I, I, while there it's is true. a competition between us. And and try to be better than you. I I would like to be better than you and have a really good, really good record overall. Honestly, be better than a coin flip a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. It's it feels like our choice. My choices are are random at this point. You know, I could just flip <laughs> a coin on all of these. Apparently, um, we'll we'll blame the teams for that. We don't have to blame us for that. Yeah, it's the teams. They're they're playing inconsistent. Like if yeah. if 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 they were playing to their best ability, our choices would have been right. If they just all played according to our power rankings, then we yeah. wouldn't be having an issue. Yeah, exactly. It's super annoying <laughs> when they don't listen to us. I, I'm frustrated. Uh, but yeah, we started off, Joe. We started off on Thursday. Let's let's jump into it here with. My Los Angeles Gladiators, uh, after me being so sad and down on them last week, um, specifically my boys Decay and Roar, call, I called them out. I called them out on their deaths, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're avid listeners to the podcast, Joe, because they they fixed the problem this weekend. Um, they must and it be, started, yeah. Yeah, it started off with a fantastic win against an Atlanta Rain team uh, who had just uh, beaten Paris Eternal, which everyone thought was a massive upset. But uh, the Paris Eternal uh, have not been looking good lately at all. So uh, they're upset. Atlanta Reigns upset, looking a little worse. But And, and now they're get, getting 4-0'd by the Gladiators team that didn't look too good this this season so far. Um, what do, you, do you think this is a sign of the times for, for both of these teams, Joe? Is Gladiators on the up? uptrend and are are the rain on a downtrend rain got two important games this weekend yeah i think um there's a combination of both really i I think um between both those teams is definitely um definitely a good good uh showing for la gladiators um and and definitely you know lacking something there for um atlanta as well you know for a team that is sitting in the top eight hopefully looking at um um, you, you know, hopefully looking at uh, playoffs this stage. I, I think they're they've they've been playing very well. It just wasn't uh, wasn't quite there on Thursday. Yeah, um, Atlanta has like a style very hard to figure out. We've talked about that before, uh, but I don't know. I don't think they pulled that out too much this match, um, or the Gladiators weren't tricked by it. Really, they they knew what was coming i feel like this was this was an easy one for them and of course in philadelphia fashion they have to go to five games even against the team with the worst record in the league the los angeles valiant um and, and tease them a little tease them a little bit give give the valiant hope that maybe they could get that first win i mean in their games the valiant have looked severely disconnected at times uh but at other times they've looked pretty good and 
they've been playing everybody close. This isn't like an O and 40 Shanghai Dragons stage one specifically where the Shanghai Dragons looked absolutely terrible. Um, the Valiant ended up, spoiler alert, the Valiant ended up going 0-7 in stage one here. Um, but they played it close with the Fusion uh, and, and looked good on some maps. And it's... It, it's frustrating sometimes, but they, they need to get the overall wins, right, Joe? They yeah. they need to do that. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, um, you know, Ellie Valiant even took them uh, full holds on uh, uh, Route 66 to win them at 3-0. But yeah, it's just a matter of um, you know trying to do everything else. They almost pulled out the reverse sweep um, all the way to the third round of Busan, um, but it wasn't quite enough. Um, and, you know, we talked about it later, hopefully Valiant's making some changes uh, going into Stage 2, but um, but yeah, well, it's we could talk about it now if we want that uh, that we haven't seen much of Custa yet this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Did you hear about that? Yes, I heard about his <laughs> high IQ and how he yes, cannot uh, play because of it. He he's benched because his understanding of the meta is too good. <laughs> yeah, higher than the rest of his teammates. There, he's he's. He's communicating too well. He's saying a bunch of stuff that his teammates can't comprehend because it's just so, it's so brilliant. It's so, it's so amazing when Custa just gets into comms and he's telling them to do all this stuff that, and the other team's like, what is that? What's a Reinhardt? What's a Zar? Like, they don't know what, what's happening. Like, they just, Custa's confusing them. Yeah. Who was it uh, on Twitter who was saying that they, they were going to stream uh, like their their explanation of why that was it was some it was a former player like uh, like Nomi or something I thought hmm. uh, I don't know but I, I didn't I haven't uh, gone to see that but I'd be interested in, in going back and looking at that because yeah it was um, uh, it's an interesting interesting statement for sure they um, came out for those of you who don't know came out in a uh, LA Valiant YouTube video um, that yeah the, the coach was saying essentially that yeah, that there there wasn't uh, connections between Gusta uh, and the team. Yeah, because literally, I don't have the quote in front of me, but yeah, just because he, he his his thinking was too confusing for for all of the other team, and yeah, it's not yeah. not uh, not a good excuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, that's the way I would want to be benched, honestly. Um, but it's a compliment honestly it's <laughs> it's true too smart for the rest of your team um yeah at this point if i were custa i would uh um or i don't know i might be saying you know if if i'm too smart for the valiant i'm too smart for the valiant get me out of here but yeah. you know we'll have to because you know custa deserves a team that didn't go oh and seven i think is oh, yeah. fair to say i agree with you 100 percent um yeah but overall on the other side of the coin philadelphia fusion uh giving joe a heart attack once again and going (laughs) five maps yeah as they like to do yep it's just it's part of the course for you at this point you uh yeah (laughs) i mean honestly against any team they could go five maps it would be some people would consider this worrying i would consider this just just normal philadelphia fusion could be the champions but they're gonna go five maps against everyone washington justice <laughs> will go five maps it's it's gonna go to five um even even when it's best of seven it's gonna go to five maps um, <laughs> that's that's just what's gonna happen 
Uh, then we f- th- th- finished off the day with Toronto Defiant. Chengdu Hunters. Uh, and Toronto Defiant continues to win. This brought them to 4 and 2. Um, ended up winning the first two maps. Full hold on King's Row. Lost False Guy Industries. Chengdu was back in it. But then Toronto Defiant ended up taking Route 66 uh, 3 2 fashion. Um, I actually missed this game. Anything, anything to say about it? If you saw it, Joe? Uh, not, uh, not particularly. It's you know, um, Chengdu is still uh, a little bit inflexible. A, a little bit, you know, having. Um, I think uh, I don't know if it was this match or something, but I've heard before the casters talking about, um, you know, that Chengdu just plays. Is just playing the Overwatch League on hard mode right now, uh, without uh, people like Young Shalog, uh, without. Um, uh, Jakiran, um, that the, the, they're super restricted, and so um, the, having to go into matches where your opponent knows exactly what you're going to run is just a really disadvantage. Yeah, but uh, a little foreshadowing to later in the weekend. The next time we see Chengdu play, they they finally mix it up, and it's it's got me scratching my head as to why they did not uh, decide. Hey, we could play things besides Hammond before this game against Vancouver that we'll talk about later. That's true. Um, but we move into Friday, uh, which was an s- extremely hype day with games like Paris versus Vancouver, New York versus San Francisco, and Dallas versus Shanghai. Um, and not only... Uh, the first two games not only are extremely hype, but these are the only times these teams will be playing each other this, uh, this entire season. Uh, unless they play in stage playoffs. It's true. And uh, every game this day went 4-0. So uh, I don't think people expected that. I think we all expected some close matches. Paris very much on the downward trend um, this week. They played two two tough teams. Vancouver Titans, of course, really good team. Um, and they played them close. They played them, they played them pretty good. It was, it was, they didn't necessarily look, look bad. Um, but they could they could pull off pull out a map win at all, um, which really stunk for them. Uh, are you are you worried about Paris at all, Joe? You 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 ranked them pretty highly in your power d- rankings. You worried about them? I did, yeah. And it was um, it was definitely disappointing. I think um, to watch them in this Vancouver match, um, yeah, did not um, not play enough to what we had expected for sure. I mean, this was the map uh, that had. Uh, Cruz doing a back cap on Paris's attack for uh, second point Rialto. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably saw a highlight of that. Uh, but of course, that was all they got uh, to Vancouver's completion. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, something about um, you know something about Paris here for two weeks now has not uh, not looked super great. Uh, you know, uh, heading into week five, they've got uh, uh, two big matches they're going to need to win in order to finish. Maybe at um, you know, four and three. Um, it's just probably still not even going to be good enough for playoffs. But um, yeah, I don't know. This, this team has been, um, like I said, not great for them these last couple of weeks and didn't um, certainly didn't play to my expectations. Uh, we, I think we had both picked uh, Vancouver to win this, but um, certainly didn't play to my expectations uh, going into um, this particular match. Yeah, I definitely thought map five at least. I thought it'd be closer. Uh, this is this is supposed to be Paris's meta. This is, and they're not going to make the stage playoffs in that meta. Like that's that's frustrating. That's, that's got to be frustrating for them. Um, can't be a good sign either. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, the meta, if with the amount of nerfs and buffs that have been in these patches, if you if you don't know, go listen to our last episode where Joe uh, had to go up against the largest patch notes yet. Uh, but yeah, the amount it seems like goats is probably not going to be meta next stage. So this is this was supposed to be where Paris Eternal shine the most, and they have disappointed. Um, against teams i mean vancouver's really good at goats uh they've had a tough schedule lately but they i think they should be teams like atlanta um and i think they should be i think they should be beat the shock too honestly if they're if they're one of the best goats teams out there and they keep talking themselves up like that they they should be beating the shock they should be beating atlanta um paris uh disappointing disappointing stage Uh, we'll see if they can go 2-0 next week because i certainly think they can um but they, that, they've been disappointed these past two weeks. Uh, speaking of another shock, they faced the New York Excelsior, uh, and they got 4-0'd as well. Um, this, this was another close one, though. You had Numbani go to five points. You had Volskaya go to six points. Um, so some, some very long, long matches. This, this was an exciting one. San Francisco just couldn't pull out a map. They just couldn't do it. Um, you had some I, I, in their loss. Super still looking impressive. I like how I don't. I'm mainly talking about the shock because for New York, four O is just like, yeah, they're good. This is what they do. It, this was the this was the series they clinched them a, a perfect stage, um, second in history and uh, first in this season. Of course, uh, it's looking like Vancouver will probably get one of their own, but. Uh, but yeah, New York just—you uh, know—they're playing with their top form, and it's—it's uh, it's working out for them. I mean, not really much you can say. Oh yeah, and this was by far the most impressive win at the stage. I feel like they had a pretty easy schedule, stage one, and they—they they had a nice little test here to see if they could do it, and go go seven zero, and they did. They passed flying colors. This team is insanely good, um, and uh, I. I would say they would dominate playoffs and stage playoffs if there weren't such chokers. Um, so so <laughs> luckily, luckily there there's some chokers, and uh, that'll make it more competitive in playoffs. Dallas Fuel, Shanghai Dragons. I really thought Shanghai was gonna was gonna learn from their mistakes last week. They didn't, Joe. They decided we're gonna make the same mistakes, but worse. We're gonna make them make them even more uh i i simply just think this game was riding on shanghai's mistakes dallas fuel ended up winning this one 4-0 as well um and and close once again all these all these 4-0 matches had extremely close maps um yeah Yeah, dallas uh uh like i said came back after this first series a double header essentially for for Mm -hmm. dallas and shanghai uh back-to-back weeks um, he came back and they were uh, prepared for the Sombra. Uh, you know, Shanghai's been really liking that. Uh, RCK had a great match on the Sombra there uh, for Dallas, and, and yeah, they were just um, feeling good about um, you know about the plans that they had uh, you know clearly refined uh, from last week to this. It was yeah, it just looked good. Um, uh, you know, I think it probably could be argued that uh, Shanghai was having an off match, uh, particularly considering, um, you know, how, how they did later in the week. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was 
De- definitely uh, interesting the way this one came out. Yeah. Um, I think Shanghai, they've got talent. They just, they're making mistakes. I don't know what it is, pressure. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, they, they clearly got talent and they can win against good teams like Bologna and Spitfire, which we'll get into later. Uh, but Saturday, we kicked it off with Houston Outlaws uh, just just beating the Los Angeles Valley 2-1, to one, saying, you're 0-7, sorry guys, um, <laughs> it's over. It's over for you. Uh, I'd like to apologize. Me and Joe are both sick, by the way. Uh, Joe's got a cough. I've got a runny nose. So so it's a podcast of grossness this week, which is fantastic. But but we must go over the Overwatch League, right, Joe? No matter it's, it's true. No matter how sick we are, if we were both in the hospital, we would get on our computers and record. Uh, but yeah, Houston Outlaws uh, ended up taking this one, and I'm I'm impressed by how many wins the Outlaws are are able to pull out, especially after how low everybody had them in their power rankings. Um, and they're just they're able to continually pull out these these W's. Of course, the Valiant dropped to 0 seven, so this is the most impressive win. You're, it's against the worst team record wise. So, yeah, is this um, the only the second team to have a winless stage? Maybe. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Florida because, well, probably at least got one sh- win every stage. Yeah, I think Florida did. Uh, Shanghai was. Of course, zero and ten every stage. So uh, this is the second team, not the second time, but the second team to ever do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, two one for Houston. Uh, notably, this was, you know, Houston before this match was like two and eleven on Route sixty six or something, and so now they're three and eleven. Um, that was impressive. Pulling out a full hold even. Yeah. Breaking the curse. Breaking the curse. Soul Dynasty. Washington Justice, um, God, Wash Wizard. He's he's. I thought he was a genius, Joe. He lied to us. Yeah. Well, it, did you? It was on one of these Watchpoint segments this week. Uh, probably a pre-show. I don't know what day they were doing loot boxes for the teams. Um, and so Zoe did a box for the Washington Justice um, that included some um, uh, some credits, which was you know like chocolate coins or something but she's like here here with all these you could buy another genius <laughs> you need at least one more genius yeah, but now you have a big enough budget i think was her comment to get another genius <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean just a just a disaster overall for washington justice as far as memes memes go this this season i mean starting off with kate mitchell and the terrible bad budget that is clearly the biggest problem that they have uh they just don't have the talent and then wizard comes out and he says he's a genius and he says uh, we're last at everybody's power rankings i don't know why we're so good and then uh he has yet to win a game for them as a coach that's um, kind of important to be able to it do is, yes it is uh you cannot make playoffs if you don't win i have I've done the research and uh, specifically on the Overwatch playoff machine. And I tried, I tried to do every scenario where Washington does not win a single game, but they never made it into playoffs. So, <laughs> Not even if just every team goes 0-7. <laughs> Nobody yes. ever wins a single match. Um, actually, my, yeah, wait, you can't tie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all, unfortunately. <laughs> 
Ugh, it was it was hard. It was I, I thought I had I thought I was onto something. I thought it was a genius <laughs> for a second. Um, I thought that was the genius move that Wizard was going for, but it, it's not. Uh, and then my Los Angeles Gladiators, they come out um, and they beat uh, my, one of my other favorite teams this season, the Quanjo Charge, in a, in a battle of two of my favorite teams to watch. And uh, the Gladiators, what a week for the, for my boys! Uh, they looked good finally. They looked they looked good. Um, but this is a big loss. This is a tough loss for the Guangzhou Charge now because uh, they're are in the standings. Are they still in? Yeah, they're still in yeah, the stage in playoffs. Um, they're right a, on the a cusp. Win. But, a win next but, week could be doing a lot, a lot of good for them. But, uh, they're facing the Vancouver Titans is the issue here. They needed this win. They needed this one. Um, I think if they would have won this, I would have easily given them a nice little stage playoff spot. But um, three three one loss here for the Guangzhou Charge. Very unfortunate for them. They came out hot on Nepal, but ended up losing the rest of the maps. Uh, Gladiators are they? Obviously, they cannot make stage playoffs. They're eliminated. Uh, but are they? Are, are you smelling a seven zero stage two, Joe? I don't know about that, but I, I know we we definitely both had them uh, ranked pretty highly. Um, that yeah, whether it was you know just be, beginning a season jitters or uh, trying to work out you know team relationships, they'll have uh, three weeks now between um, stage one and stage two to really get all that worked out. And yeah, I, I think they're definitely going to be uh, continuing to perform well for sure. Yeah, um, it, it, it might have been some jitters, specifically for Roar and Decay because. They looked a lot better this week, um, a lot better. So impressed by them. The Hangzhou Spark continue to be um, a very confusing team, and they are not cashing in their scrim bucks at all. And they lose three to zero. They are eliminated from stage playoffs, uh, three to zero to the Toronto Defiant. The Toronto Defiant, five and two, sitting there alone in third place, up at the top of the standings. Um, an expansion team I don't think people expected to be top three, Joe. Um, I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I think they had a little bit of an easy stage one schedule uh, with their two losses going up against the Excelsior and Atlanta Rain. They had wins. Joe, do you recall exactly? Boston. They had Chengdu, Hangzhou. Um, who were the other two that they for, played? They played some Toronto. They played Houston, I know. Houston, yes. Um, but yeah, they, and they had a, to LA Valiant, LA Valiant. That's the other one. Um, yeah. So their, their stage one schedule, a little easier than most. Um, but they're still five and two and you got to give them credit where credit's due. Bishop, he's a great coach. They've got some great players on this team. Um, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Toronto Defiant depending on their, their stage playoff. Um, run and how well they do but the Hangzhou spark joe i mean everyone came in hyping this team up what what is happening What's yeah going and on? they had a and they had a good start to the stage too um yeah mm-hmm. it's uh, these last couple weeks have been weird for them um yeah i don't know what to say for sure i mean <laughs> uh, speechless yeah i mean um the, the, certainly the the second part of their um, schedule has been harder than the first. That's fair to say. Uh, mm-hmm. Matches against San Francisco and uh, the Gladiators in Toronto 
here at the second half of the stage uh, where they started their first week with Shanghai and uh, LA Valiant and then Houston um, weeks one and two. But yeah, I don't know. And they it's, lost um, to Houston. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They play uh, Shock again next stage. They play Vancouver next stage. Um, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully they could, you know, come up a little bit better. Uh, like you said, lots of people were, uh, really hyped about this team um, and, and I think deservedly um, but they just weren't able to show it I think um, yeah. early at this stage yeah I, I agree with you um, they've got the talent they they certainly have the talent they're just not looking once they went on stage they just didn't it, sometimes they're not looking like they're playing as a team too much the, the cohesion issues they're definitely there for the Hangzhou Spark. A uh, little bit of a disappointing stage, finishing at three and four. They're like at fourteenth place right now with a negative four map differential. So I definitely think people had way higher expectations for this team. Maybe that bogged them down a little bit. Um, but yeah, they 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 had I think a very unfortunate stage uh, that they would like to get back. But you still have three more stages, like you're saying, Joe. You still got three more. You get you got tons of time to to fix some issues, um, especially now they don't play next week and they don't play in stage playoffs, and then they have another week break before stage two. So they've got a long time to to sort of take a break. That's that's great. That that, that break is great, Joe. That is a really good break. Three weeks. Yeah. Um. Then we move on to Sunday, which was my personal favorite day, and I think uh, Joe, I think it might be yours too. Um, it was super, really, definitely really good. Yeah, you start off with the shock, um, who went to a th- to a three zero map lead real quick on the Paris Eternal, winning that series. Paris ended up taking the last one. Uh, we already talked about her disappointment in Paris. San Francisco shock. They they got followed by the Excelsior, but they came back and they looked very good in this game. Uh, specifically, I think Super looked really good with some great uh, Arissa plays, some great Reinhardt, of course, as usual. Uh, ever since, ever since Zoe called this man super bad, <laughs> he <laughs> he has been turning up. Um, but the shock they had, I think they had the hardest schedule. Them or the Gladiators had the hardest schedule this this stage. Um, and the fact that they're four and three is pretty impressive. Um, pretty impressive for the San Francisco Shock. Um, Paris Eternal, another loss. Um, do you do you think the Shock team just gets better as the season goes on? I mean, they're young, they're inexperienced as a team. Uh, they're, I feel like they're getting used to it here in this stage, and maybe they'll eventually be able to beat teams like New York instead of getting four owed. Um, you agree with me there? Uh, yeah, I think they certainly have the potential to. Like I said, um, or somebody said um, that. Yeah, yeah, it's another team that um, were really hyped. Uh, obviously, before um, going into the stage or going into the season, um, and p- people expected a lot of things out of them. Uh, and it is a really young roster, uh, or at least the, the the starting players are really young. That um, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, I, I think. Uh, helping them get them into the the swing of things, I think it's going to be helpful. Yeah, and I also, I think that they still have a bunch of pieces of talent that they're not showing, specifically Striker, um, which makes sense to me because I don't think I think just Striker's apparently not good in Goats meta, uh, and you have Sinatra on Zarya. I think Striker is probably the only hero he would be good at. It's maybe Zarya, and um, 
Sinatra's just one of the best Zarya's in the league by far. I think he's leading in, in the stat damage per 10 minutes right now. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sinatra's a, a god Zarya. So uh, you, you still haven't seen someone like Striker, and when there's a DPS heavy meta, you'll you'll see Striker again. Um, so Shock still hasn't shown like all, all their pieces to the puzzle either. Um, and I still I'm still impressed by their stage one. I know people expected them. I I think I had a very high in my power rankings. People expected them to be number one overall, but um. That's that's for the overall season, baby. I, I never I never said uh, I never said they would have a perfect stage one. All right. It's true. And then we move on to the Shanghai Dragons, the team that went 0 40, beating the reigning champion London Spitfire. What a day for Shanghai fans uh, in five map fashion with an amazing uh, C nine by London Spitfire <laughs> <laughs> to. To make up for Shanghai's worst C9 of the season of of all time, maybe, um, on Dorado. The, they, they just had a nice little back cap on Route 66, um, and it was a good distance, too. Yeah. Yeah, this was just ping-pong Overwatch the whole time. I mean, <laughs> London took Nepal 2-0, and then Shanghai full held to take King's Row 3-0, and then London... Um, pulled off the same thing on Anubis and then Shanghai pulled off the same thing on Route 66 to send it to map 5 um, and then they went all the way to, to three uh, three maps on Ilios it was it was real crazy to watch oh yeah um, and and I, it looked it looked like Shanghai wasn't going to pull that last point off in the end too and then they finally did in the last fight that was that was a crazy game that was a great game uh, definitely some big bug definitely Definitely one team looking superior on each map. Um, the maps weren't weren't too close themselves, but the series overall was. And uh, Shanghai ends up taking it from the London Spitfire, which is um, really important for the London Spitfire stage playoff hopes uh, because they it's now must win and they're facing the Seoul Dynasty next week. Um, Shanghai can't make stage playoffs, but three and four, Joe, three wins. This this dragons team is not the same one as last year. It's uh, true. They're actually able to win. It is true. Um, Boston, Florida Mayhem. Boston came out four would looked super impressive. Um, Mayhem, continually looking not impressive. And uh, yeah, um, any, anything else to say about this one, Joe? Um, yeah, it's a good question. It's hard to see exactly, um, you know, where, uh, hold on. Yeah. So where they're headed for sure. Um, Florida, I mean, going into stage two, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, not exactly pretty, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know. (laughs) Florida is Florida. They're, um, just, they're just good enough that we can't, uh, tease them too mercilessly but at the same time it's uh not exactly promising either so it's, t- it's time to put um former guest of the on the flank show andro in joe is it time to put andro in she deserves it oh yeah that, that'd be <laughs> something i mean just gotta sign her at this point put her yeah, in for uh, what bqb is he the tank for florida um, something like that I think he's the. I think he plays Sombra, doesn't he? Oh yeah, you're right. 
I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> put put them in for put her in for uh, BQB anyways. Do it. Um, <laughs> then we finished off with an insane Vancouver Titans Chengdu Hunters game. Went to five games. I don't think anyone expected it to go five games, and uh, they finally put a mung on on Reinhardt, and he was landing some insane shatters and looking really good on Reinhardt. And uh, like I said earlier, the podcast begged the question, why weren't they doing this a bit earlier? Um, because they look good on goats. <laughs> they were just saving it for Vancouver Titans game, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, last week I said, you know, just take a couple of weeks and learn Winston. Um, but, you know, maybe uh, maybe for the better part of this stage, he was taking a couple of weeks and learning Reinhardt goats, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, maybe it's, that was it. It's hard to um, say. He, he also has one second of Roadhog play now. I was looking on his, his player page earlier, so it makes total exactly four. Exactly one second. Exactly one <laughs> second of Roadhog play. Nice. So it's a total of four heroes he's played now. <laughs> wow, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, this one was a lot closer than I thought, and um, yeah, I think we should transition into you to uh, maybe our. Uh, Game, one game you should uh, rewatch from each of us, and mine is this one. Um, my my friends were visiting this weekend, so I didn't get to watch too many games live. Uh, but Sunday I got to watch live, and this game I got to watch live, and it was fantastic. Um, Chengdu is just so much fun to watch. They even make goats fun to watch. It's true, just because you don't expect it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like goats. This is crazy. Uh, which is which I think once again proves that the only reason people hate goats is because it's so dominant. Um, because I think it's fun. I, well, I think I, I goats has grown on me significantly. Um, and I was absolutely hating goats at the beginning of this stage, but um, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching some goats at some high level goats play specifically. Um, but yeah, Chengdu Hunters finish or they don't finish the stage yet, but they're two and four. Uh, they got a loss here, of course. Vancouver continuing their perfect run. Uh, they're six and zero now, and if if they get a really good map score against Guangzhou Charge, they can take that number one spot with a with a good map differential. If they end up uh, go four owing Chengdu or Guangzhou, um, if they three to one them, then they have the same exact map differential as New York which is, uh, I don't know what the tiebreaker goes to after that. Head-to-head um, I, <laughs> head I think it involves head-to-head, yeah. Head they, head. they just have to play another series before um, before they actually play the playoffs. <laughs> yes. Actually, that might be one um, of these, I don't know. Yeah, it, it could possibly be, actually. And that's important. They have to figure out who the number one seed is. Wow. We just uncovered something, Joe. So if if Vancouver wins three to one, it's a it's a direct tie with the New York Excelsior. Then what do you do? Um, well, is it a direct? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, well, New York has a actually, tie. if Vancouver wins three to one, then they then they go twenty one and seven. Uh, uh, no, 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 then they 23 go twenty three. They go twenty three and seven in maps, and Vancouver is twenty two and six. So New York's twenty two six and one, or New York, or Vancouver's twenty two. New York is twenty two and six. Jeez, I can't talk. So I wonder <laughs> if they do by by the most wins or the fewest losses. Let me see. Hmm. Map differential, head to head map record, head to head match record. Head to head match record. Okay, well that doesn't that doesn't. If help. If, if a tie persists, <laughs> then uh, 
Breaking the tie is Tom. necessary to determine invitations to save playoffs. Well, this isn't this isn't a invitation thing. This is a seeding thing, which actually could be big because in the seventh seed right now, San Francisco Shock, which is I I would not want that as a first round matchup personally. Um, I would rather have whoever's in the eighth seed, even if it's Guangzhou or any of these other teams over here, like Houston, London, Seoul, Boston. I would much rather have the eighth seed than the seventh seed. That's big. So they might have them play a little, little tiebreaker game, which would be interesting. Uh, and of course, if, if Vancouver four O's, then that won't be a problem. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but three wanting them, it could be, be a three. I I have it. I think I have it in my playoff machine as a three one right now, Joe. It's gonna happen. That'll be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, maybe they don't though. Maybe there is some. Maybe they're in the rule book. There it goes into okay. more depth. Than on the standing page, yeah, maybe uh, they go by how things work. More map wins or fewer map losses or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But yeah, that's my one game to rewatch. Joe, what was your one game to rewatch? Oh uh, yeah, so mine was uh, gonna look at it, but I think it was yeah the London Shanghai match. Uh, just really cool, uh, pulling out lots of different stuff on both sides, and um, you know, as a Philly fan, I've. Uh, I will admit to rooting against London a little bit um, so far this stage and probably continuing on here into the season. But um, uh, yeah, it was just it was just a cool one to watch. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with you there. Uh, MVPs of the week. Every week we we crown an MVP um, to, to one of the players who we think performed. A, exceptionally well i think as we get later to the stage my mvps the week are more and more turning into like possible mvps of like the whole stage I, I, just people i want to like give credit that i haven't given given credit to so far um and that's the reason why i'm giving mine to dante of the houston outlaws who i think had a, a great game against the los angeles valiant but i think he's pretty much the reason that this team has um has had three wins and is at three and three and in 11th place when nobody, I mean, people, people didn't rank them that high. People didn't think the Houston outlaws were, were that good. They had a great win against the Hogjo spark. They've had a, a little bit of an easy schedule, but I still think Dante has been performing super well. I think that trade was fantastic. And I certainly think he's the MVP of the Houston outlaws so far. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out, give him, give him mvp of the week because he had a fantastic performance against the valiant um dante with a great season and i i think his season only gets better if tracer gets back in the meta or or some dps heroes get back in the meta um he's a very talented player uh i'm glad he got traded to the outlaws because i don't think he really would have had a place on the shock with that many dps players so he's able to shine he's able to carry here which is fantastic Who's your MVP of the week? I'm uh, very sad because I also wanted this as my MVP of the week, but Joe, <laughs> you can have him. Yeah, so mine this week has got to be uh, a Meng there from uh, the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, obviously, uh, I've mentioned before I'm a main tank player, so it's cool to watch him work. Um, but also, you know, really uh, surprising a lot of people this week um, in their match against Vancouver in particular, uh, showing off what exactly he can do um, and. You know, while it's not going to be so helpful for them um, this stage, it's it's definitely uh, uh, it's promising uh, for for Chengdu for sure going into uh, again this stage break uh, in between one and two. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think he's another one that sort of deserves a, a shout out for the whole stage to taking over that main tank role when he, that's not his main role. Um, he, he took it over and he's, he's been pretty helpful to Chengdu and he's, he's probably been the main reason they're getting so many eyes with his Hammond play. Uh, and just Chengdu's insane play and how much fun they are to watch. So despite, I mean, they didn't have the best stage, but among still still looked pretty good um so the standings going going into the final week of the stage uh you of course have new york excelsior 7-0 uh, up top vancouver Titans 6-0 right behind them and then toronto defiant in third at 5-2 you got fusion and fuel both at four and two behind that atlanta rain three and two san francisco shock four and three and guangzhou charge at three and three those are currently um your top eight so those those people are uh all in good positions specifically defiant titans and excelsior who have clinched playoffs um but the rest of those top eight are in a pretty good position besides uh, i'd say like the charge who are at three and three and that's basically tied with the boston uprising dynasty outlaws spitfire um so there are a lot of people in contention for for the stage playoffs spots uh lots of them left and then you have a bunch of people eliminated from stage playoffs and that includes the gladiators spark dragons who are all at three and four um i don't believe eternals eliminated yet right joe because they can go four if they three. get two wins they they'll at least tie yeah so they're at two and three bears eternal is um their map differential is pretty abysmal right now uh so it's going to be very hard for them to make stage playoffs uh, but two four O's won't hurt. Chengdu Hunters, they're out of stage playoffs <clears throat> at two and four. At, and then you have Florida Mayam at one and five. And Washington Dutch just at 0 and five, trying their hardest to avoid that 0 and seven stage that the Los Angeles family have at the bottom of the standings. Yeah. Um, lots of people done with the stage, Joe. A lot, uh, lots of people still have two games left, too. Um, any Any surprises here? for you specifically that you want to point out hmm. i mean uh we, we sort of alluded to this earlier in the show but i mean hangzhou being so low is notable uh this has sort of been on a decline mm-hmm. uh going through this stage um and and paris to an extent too um, particularly with my my power rankings personally um and then i think uh toronto probably is standing out on the top um, we talked about they, they've sort of had a little bit of a weak stage uh, in terms of their opponents, um, but uh, you know to have them have them up there is going to be exciting. I think um, as this playoff weekend is shaking down, uh, not this mm-hmm. weekend but the next. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hype. I'm yeah. hype for stage playoffs. There, those are going to be some really good matchups all all across the board. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I, I, or I was saying I was saying this when we were looking at the schedule at first. Um, and, and there's definitely some teams who are going to make stage playoffs based off of the fact that their schedule was super easy um, in the, in that stage, which, which really does suck. Um, because I do think you have some teams with some hard schedules that, that j- just didn't perform to their best ability this stage, um, who I think, I think would, would make for some great performance in the, performances in the stage playoffs so um it does suck that it can be luck of the draw sometimes on your schedule um but 
but yeah, that, besides that, I would say it's it's been a pretty good stage. You have four expansion teams in the top eight currently, which I, which is great. I don't think people expected that. I think people only expected Vancouver. We I think both of us only had Vancouver, Hangzhou in our top eight. If I think so, yeah. If any expansion teams? So um, Toronto, Atlanta, Guangzhou, all surprising us, being top eight teams so far. Uh, but let's let's move on to the news. We have we have some more patches here. Obviously, these these aren't as big um, because one of them is basically exclusively bug fixes, right? Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, so, a few small changes. It's, Joe, it's like if we, you want to take us take us into the patches, baby, do it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's like we said last week. We did a whole big rundown on uh, 1.34. Um, uh, which is on the PTR right now. A uh, whole bunch of big changes. Um, I, I think um, the, the the main note about that in general is that it's kind of cool um, at the frequency and um, and degree of updates and changes we've seen so far for this this particular PTR cycle cycle uh, specifically. Um, just that there, you know, it seems like Blizzard might actually be using the PTR for testing changes and and trying to see what works and what doesn't, and and uh, making live adjustments, you know, as necessary, uh, which is cool. You know, that's that's kind of what we want to see uh, to be able to hopefully increase um, the update cycle a little bit and and um, keep things fresh because I think they hopefully realize that that's important for the health of the game and all that. Um, but yeah, so March 6th, uh, this was the third or maybe even the fourth uh, change to 1.34 already. A um, couple changes for Batiste. Uh, his biotic launcher, that's his uh, left click and right click combined, uh, can now be stopped from automatically reloading. Uh, there's a setting in his hero settings to do that. Um, which, you know, on the one hand, you're like, why would that ever be helpful? But uh, the way it is, you know, by default um, is that your, your gun will automatically reload when either your left-click ammo or your right-click ammo runs out. Um, and you've got, you know, 30-something shots um, on your your damage-dealing weapon, but only like 8 or 10 um, healing grenades. Um, and so if you, um, you know, if you were healing your team and you ran out of grenades um, and then all of a sudden you had a um, you, you, a flanker um, dive you and you, you had to, um, uh, to to take that fight but you wouldn't want to be stuck in the middle of reload animation um, despite having bullets in your gun um, so it's, it's an example where that might be helpful um, so it's just going to end up being a personal preference. I, I did check on the PTR because I was curious. Um, and if you turn automatic reload off, uh, your gun won't automatically reload, even if you empty both of your ammos. Um, that you'll actually have to press R every time. Um, so you'll have to... If you do that, you might be um, keeping um, more active track, either in your head of how many shots you have, or flicking down to your ammo counter more frequently. Um, but, you know, there, there's strategic value either way. Uh, just a matter of you know what you're thinking about. Uh, the immortality fields uh, made ch significant changes to its visual appearance and sounds. Um, it's a little bit less of a, a cone or a little bit less of a cylinder outline now. Um, that's about it. There's still a big line on the ground. There's still a uh, you know the the drone in the sky. Uh, apparently your your allies are uh, like more gold looking um, than they used to be for what that's worth. So. Golden. 
Yeah, just like Arisa, who could look more moldy <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, that's, um, that's but, good. You got to make it as apparent as possible that these people are immortal. It's true, because otherwise people won't know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Junkrat uh, got a huge buff originally, um, increased his damage from 120 to 140. Uh, they brought that down uh, from 140 to 130 now. Uh, the damage for his left-click grenades uh, with a direct hit. Obviously, there's a little bit of splash, too. Um, so, uh, it reduces, reduces his damage output there a little bit. Um, notably, you can um, still use a direct hit left-click and a mine combo to deal uh, 250 damage, 130, uh, 130 for the grenade and 120 for the mine, uh, which will kill something like a Doomfist or a Brigida. Uh, with with some good aim, so that's that's notable. That's still possible. Uh, but his his um, just general burst damage has been reduced a little bit, uh, and then, um, well, actually not even to to trade with that, but to go along with that, um, is that Rift Rip Tire has been nerfed um, with its ultimate cost increased by ten percent, um, and so actually Junkrat's damage. Uh, from where he is on live has actually been increased by a little less than 10%, which means that uh, the Riptire charge rate is just um, slightly decreased to where it is on live currently. Um, so, a little bit of a nerf uh, to Riptire, um, but Junkrat's dealing a little bit more damage uh, compared to where he is on live. So that's something. And then Zarya, um, she had her right-click um, grenades that had the um, the variable radius on live, which was like uh, anywhere from two to three meters, depending on her charge. Um, that it was changed on the PTR to anywhere between one and two meters, uh, depending on her charge. Uh, but now, um, is that right? Or maybe it was like two to four and one to three or something. I don't know. Mm. But uh, at any rate, the way Zarya is now, uh, her right-click explosion radius is just two meters, regardless of energy level. Uh, so that that variable has been removed. Um, hopefully, I'll make it a little bit easier to aim as Zarya. If you know approximately, well, you know exactly the size um, that that explosion is going to be every time, which is nice. Um, and like, excuse me, like you mentioned, several bug fixes, um, notably Batiste's um, uh, biotic launcher. Uh, we used to be able to heal through barriers. It can't anymore. That's not intentional. Uh, and obviously, that's uh, enemy barriers. Ally barriers is fine. Um, uh, the immortality fields um, shouldn't be able to be placed under a payload that's been fixed now um, and it is going to be destroyed when the payload runs over it uh, like it does with uh, Maze Eyes Wall for example uh, so those are things to note um, and they also uh, put in here they said they fixed a bug where Lucio's wall, speed, wall jump speed was lower than expected we talked a little bit about that last week uh, that uh, Lucio players uh, were saying that uh, the Lucio changes were actually more of a nerf potentially than anticipated because Lucio doesn't actually spend much time actually wall riding uh, when you're when you're trying to maximize his speed. Uh, so hopefully the, the wall jump speed um, being increased a little bit hopefully uh, will uh, take care of that a little bit. Um, and that's mm -hmm. the March 6th patch for the PTR. <coughs> Give you a little break. Give you a little breather. Whew. Yeah. The old patches. The patches are getting to you. you they're killing you slowly, Joe. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, a very, very small patch also made on March 8th. 
uh, to the PTR with just some bug fixes, really. Uh, more visual changes for Batiste. Um, more uh, bug fixes for different heroes. Um, lots of damage boost bug fixes on this one. Um, uh, yeah. Just bugs. That's about it. Squashing <laughs> bugs. Squashing um, bugs. This is important. They're, go they're going easy on you this week, Joe. I'm... I'm not impressed by them. They should have had at least 30 more changes. <laughs> All yeah, to heroes. <laughs> Hopefully, in the next three weeks or so, we'll get uh, this PTR pushed to live. Um, because, yeah. again, hopefully, that'll mean that uh, Overwatch League Stage 2 will be played on this uh, 1.34 patch. Uh, right now they're on, right on 1.32, which is the, the patch that used to be live before the one that is live now. Here's a nice little advantage. The teams that uh, aren't playing next week and aren't in stage playoffs have, they get to practice on this BTR patch like two weeks early. That's um, true. That's fantastic for them. That's that's very nice. So that's just another another piece of proof I need for the Los Angeles Gladiators 7-0 and stage two. There you go. Um, they will be so well practiced on this patch. It'll be insane. They'll be masters of Paris. Yes. Speaking of which, I guess we don't really know the map pool either. We'll have to find yeah, that out at some point. I think in the rules it said, in it said it will be revealed like a week before the stage. So we'll get that soon. Week number five, the last week of the stage before the stage playoffs. Um, we only have eight matches this week. Uh, that is. That is similar for most ends of the week, unless there is a, an all a, a travel weekend. The travel, the homestand weekends are supposed to be the only weeks that have have the eight games. Yeah, there's um, one more bit of news, oh. um, which we oh, yeah. sort of alluded to, but um, that uh, LA Valiant have fired their head coach <laughs> after a winless stage. Uh, coach yes. Moon is out. Um, Presumably somebody else will be in, but uh, you know if that's what it takes, go for it. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't believe I completely skipped that. That's pretty big news. Head coach gone. Um, Costa, is he in? Um, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people were pointing to him for their problems, and I think usually when a team, I mean, they're playing people close, they've got a little bit of a tough schedule, and they still go on seven. I feel like that's usually some coach problems and some coaching issues. I think the team had some cohesion issues and stuff like that, um, and they they were number one in the Pacific last year. They won the Pacific Division, and then they come out zero and seven, worst record in the league so far. That's not good. Um, and you have to make some changes. And Coach Moon was the change they decided to make first. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. They've got some time here before stage two um, to hire a new head coach. So we'll, we'll, I'm sure me and Joe will update you when that happens. Um, but yeah, I think we both agree. <laughs> I think I, I don't think anyone disagrees that this was and says this was a bad decision. When you go zero and seven, there's not too many bad decisions you can make besides keeping everybody um, and not making changes. That's the only decision you can make that's bad. Uh, but yeah, do you? Uh, can we get into week five now? Any more pieces of news that John forgot about? Um, <laughs> I think that's it. 
That's it. We're safe. We're safe. All right. Um, if you haven't seen the uh, uh, the clip of uh, uh, Bryn on Watchpoint saying in Korean about how he's the worst analyst, you should go out and watch that. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't see that part. Um, that oh yeah, the b- bumper trolled him. It was great. Oh, nice. <laughs> what what did was Bumper teaching him Korean? Uh, that they had uh, they had Bumper on the desk after I think yes. Saturday, uh, the watch or Sunday, the Watchpoint Post show, that uh, all of the analysts they had a question um, that they read in Korean, and so mm. so the it was like um, I don't know who else was on the desk, but they, they all read their questions, and then, and then it was Bren's turn, and his question was just, "I am the worst analyst." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great question. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't anyway. wait for Sideshow to come back and Sideshow and Bren to be reunited. Yeah. It's going to be a glorious day. Um, we need more desk. Give me more desk. Yeah. Eight, eight matchups this week. And yes, actually like be five. <laughs> yes. And as you like to point out on our nice little document here, seven of the eight matches have playoff implications. That one match that doesn't would be the Washington Justice versus the Florida Mayhem, which shall be a snooze fest. But um, the rest of them all involve teams that can still possibly make playoffs, which uh, was pretty easy for us to choose uh, the four games, Joe, that we're going to be picking this week. That's right. We are not... We are not downsizing the amount of games that we choose each week. We are continuing on the four streak, Joe. There are good enough matches here, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lead this week, Joe. I w- I really will. Um, to point out some matches that are important that we're not picking, uh, Paris Eternal faces the Washington Justice, which uh, it should end their losing streak. Uh, but if it doesn't, then I think I think we have some some real issues here. Some real then, then we have some bigger questions. Absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> another game is we are not picking this one. Chengdu Hunters and uh, Atlanta Rain. Chengdu Hunters looking really good at Goats. Um, do they pull it out again against Atlanta? We'll see. Can they pull off a big upset? We'll see. Um, and then who else are we not picking? We're not picking Guangzhou, Guangzhou Charge versus Vancouver Titans, um, which is a rematch actually from earlier in the stage where they went to five maps. Um, so we'll see if Guangzhou can pull it off this time and win it all, but we will, we will not be picking that one. Um, we are going to be picking the other four matches. London Spitfire, Soul Dynasty. That's the first one. This is a, this is, this is a throwback. It's a, it gives me nostalgia for season one because <laughs> this matchup was always so hype. It was, it was two of the best teams. It was two of the best rosters. I was Always so hyped for it. Soul Dynasty has looked very spotty this stage. Same with London Spitfire. They're both at 3-3. Three and three. Um, And this one is... They're affecting their stage playoff hopes a lot. The way uh, the way I have it playing out in the playoff machine, I think even if this goes to five maps, I think the winner is, is, is going to make the playoffs pretty much but um i think this is going to be a close one joe what who, who do you have in this match this is a tough one yeah so i think um you know combination of several things um I, I sort of mentioned a little bit earlier um i've kind of been rooting against london um uh this this stage so there's that um they also didn't look 
um, you know, it should have been um, a win over Shanghai uh, for London. That's definitely what they were expecting. Um, and for, for, for not for them not to pick that up is a little concerning. Um, and that plus that I think um, Seoul, uh, I've, I've picked them, I think, at least once in the past, and they failed me. Um, and it was disappointing, but I think they have, um, they definitely have the chance not to fail me again. Um, the, I think I'm, I'm going to pick Seoul, I think, uh, for this match. Hmm. It's Picking definitely, it's definitely going to be close though. You're right. Yes. Um, I think another good reason for you, for you to pick Seoul here is, uh, Fisher is fantastic against his old teams, specifically London Spitfire. He is, he, he just ran a train on them last season uh, on the Los Angeles Gladiators. He really liked to beat them. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that has went away all of a sudden because the Gladiators is his, are his most recent ex-team or or if he's just going to go absolutely ham once again once it comes to the London Spitfire. Honestly, we've talked about this over and over, but it's, it all depends on Fisher and how he's playing. Uh, that's what makes Soul good. That's when Soul looks their best. And that's why I am taking Soul as well, because I do think Fisher is going to have a fire under him once again uh, against the London Spitfire. And I think he will perform his best. Uh, I think Soul takes this one as well. So similar picks, but we move on to Boston and Dallas, which is the third game on Saturday um, right after right after the London Soul match. Also huge playoff implications here. Um, Dallas is currently in the top eight Boston is just outside of it at three and three um, so Boston needs a win here uh, same with Dallas field though pretty much if they lose uh, there are so many teams in contention for those spots that uh, it's it's possible that they get kicked out they get a nice little boot out of the top eight so this is important for both teams uh, it's a little more important for Boston because Dallas can still make it with a loss but um yeah, it's gonna be a close one. Fuels, fuels coming off a nice little, nice little win streak here, um, with a win against Shanghai, a win against Shanghai, um, two, two of those in a row. Um, but yeah, do you, do you think they continue that streak against Boston Uprising, who's at times looked really good, a bit competing with some very good teams, and at other times have looked okay, um, and like a discombobulated team, but. Um, what, what what Boston shows up this week? Do they win? Does Dallas win? Who you got, Joe? Yeah, it's a, a similar sort of thing. You know, I've I've picked Dallas in the past and they've failed me. Uh, but you're right; they they have, uh, they are uh, on a winning streak um, against Shanghai, which last season we would have laughed about. Uh, but but this season is somewhat of a, a of a significant you know a significant thing. Um, yeah, but like you said, Boston on the outside looking in, um, Dallas sitting there feeling a little bit more comfortable. Um, but at the same time, it definitely is one they want to pick up, um, and definitely is one that they had the potential to pick up. Um, I know I had Dallas like, you know, fifth or sixth in my, uh, uh, my preseason power rankings. Um, and for the most part, they've, uh, they've made their way up there. I think, um, uh, it's definitely gonna be a, a struggle for them. It's one of their, uh, one of the hardest matches they've had. Um, in these last couple weeks, but I think it's definitely possible uh, to give this one to Dallas still. Yeah. Um, I, I think you could go either way on this one. Honestly, they're both really, I think they're both good teams that are performing well. They've had some high highs. They've also had some low lows, both of these teams. Um, Dallas is actually on a three game winning streak. They beat Fusion, then Shanghai, then Shanghai. 
Um, there you go. Fusion without Boombox, but um, <laughs> a nice little three-game win streak. Um, yeah, this is. I think when Boston, I think the games where Boston <clears throat> is sort of focused. Uh, they, I think they they play really well. Um, it's sort of the, when it's the one game they have to focus on that week. They they sort of turn up. I feel like um, you, we saw that with Seoul Dynasty and them beating them three to one uh, last week. They won they won four zero. Um, they played they played New York really close. I mean, I, I think Boston is is really going to show up here uh, and put it all out on the line. And I think they'll pull out a win, a very close win. I don't think this is – I think I honestly am in the back of my head. I'm like, this is a bad choice, John. Dallas Fuel are good, and they have a good coaching staff, and they're probably going to win this game. But I, I just have a feeling here for Boston. I really do. Um, and I think it's super important for them as a team that everyone is underrating to make the stage playoffs. So – um, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to come out and do that. Uh, so we differentiate, Joe. This yeah. is it. This is this is this is a big game. Um, we move on to Sunday, the first game of Sunday, the Philadelphia Fusion, the Paris Eternal. Um, Joe, do you do you, is there a little bias in your pick? Are you going to take the Philadelphia Fusion here? <laughs> um, I mean, I am, uh, but it's also I think uh, definitely deserved. Uh, like uh, like you said. Um, with Boombox out, you know, Philly uh, looked a little bit weak that one week, but um, you know, Paris is also coming off a, a pretty notable slump um, that I, I think it's it's definitely possible you know, if um, if uh, uh, I guess it would be uh, who, who usually plays Lucio? I, I guess Neptuno usually plays their Lucio uh, that if, if Neptuno can uh, feed less than Cruz um, and if Ben Best can feed a little bit more than Sato um, I think that's that's going to be the the recipe for success. I think for fusion uh, coming up in this this match, it's all about feeding, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> it just comes down to who feeds more, who feeds less. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Philadelphia Fusion too. I've been impressed by this Paris Eternal team lately, um, and I, I mean, I it, I would be stupid if I were if I were to say this wasn't going to five maps because it's going to go to five maps because it's the Philly fusion. <laughs> um, but I, I do think Philadelphia ends up pulling it off in the end, which would be a crazy stage for them. Jeez. Five, going five and two. Um, and I think how many of their wins have been, have been um, five mappers. I think maybe that would be four if they, if they win this one five in five maps. Um and their two losses were the week were um, where they didn't have boombox, and I think if they had boombox, they easily would have beat Mayhem at least. So um, I saw a tweet about uh, a pep talk from one of Philly's coaches, uh, Christopher, who's also involved in uh, Team UK for the World Cup, uh, and that, that was his comment too. He said, "You know, there's there's three undefeated um, uh, organizations in the Overwatch League right now. One is." NYXL, uh, one is Vancouver Titans, and the third one is Boombox. And, <laughs> you know, it's hard to bet against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very true. Uh, yeah, I, I do wonder if he hadn't gotten sick, where, what the standings would look like today. Um, what they would have looked like. But yeah, I'm going Philadelphia Fusion as well. Uh, I think 
<laughs> Paris has just not looked that good lately. So, and Philadelphia has looked really good. They're I think they're impressing me more than I thought they would going into into the season. Houston, Atlanta, Houston, Atlanta, Houston, Houston, Atlanta. Um, they they're facing off. They're also I mean Atlanta's in a little bit little bit of a, a little bit of a more safe spot here. Um, they're they're they they have two games this week. One against Chengdu, another one against Houston. Houston's right on the edge of those stage playoffs. Um, it would be insane if if Houston just 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 got a little nice little win here and and pulled into the station and said, "Hey, we're in the stage playoffs. We're the Houston Outlaws. You guys said we were terrible, but we're here." Um, <laughs> That would be crazy, but do, but do they do that, Joe? Do they pull off this this nice little upset of the Atlanta Rain, who 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 got four would last week? They didn't look that great, but um, I think they've they've surprised some people this this stage so far. Um, so th- I still think people consider them one of the one of the top teams. So this would be a huge upset for Houston. Do they do it? Yeah, it's definitely going to be difficult for Houston. I think. Um... Uh, you know, think about Atlanta. Uh, like we said last week, didn't look um, super great, but um, have had really good moments this stage. Um, and uh, yeah, ideally, will be coming off a win against Chengdu on Saturday um, uh, to put Atlanta at I think three. They'll be four and two uh, with a win over Chengdu, uh, and I think a combination of that and uh, uh, like I said, I, I think. Um, it's going to have to be a little bit of an edge to Atlanta, I think, um, just based on what we've seen of them so far uh, this stage. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give the edge to Atlanta as well. Um, and if they go into that, if they go into that map or match four and two, they're they're basically stage playoffs bound, um, which could spell trouble. Maybe could could spell a Houston. That's making me want to go Houston a little bit more because the game will be will be a little bit more uh, important for the Houston Outlaws, but um, I'm going to go... I'm still going to go Atlanta here. Um, I'm going to play it safe, and I'm choosing Atlanta. Um, so it looks like we only we we only chose different in the Boston-Dallas game, which is going to be important. So all the on-the-flank listeners have to watch that game, no matter what. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Uh, so I guess that's our, it for our Week 5 preview. Um, uh, we haven't talked about fantasy um our fantasy league in a while so i thought i thought I, i'd give a little update here um we had, we we ended up losing last week in in um a very very sad fashion joe uh-huh. we we were winning um we were up we were up bit we were up by by very little we had 1045 points which is pr- a pretty good score it's a great score actually um so it's very upsetting that we lost, but um, we were up by about 30 points, and then we uh, just ended up losing by 200 So, to, to the person who scored the most points by far, uh, which is uh, Hip Ivy Void Aid Positive, <laughs> which is a, a great team name. But uh, we're 1-3 now. I'm very upset because I still think we have one of the best rosters in the league, and we have been losing um by some very small margins and some i mean and some situations where i have 
unfortunately set the wrong lineups and 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 made some bad coaching decisions so i apologize for that joe and we are in ninth place and we will improve we will be back um and we will we'll be better than ever absolutely yes um but yeah that's it that's it for episode number 29 next week's episode number 30 and we get ready for some stage playoffs joe i'm excited um if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on our personal accounts. Mine is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. We have a show Twitter account where we tweet out our MVPs, our picks, all of that stuff. It's at On The Flake Show. Uh, you can email us on the flake show at gmail.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to talk about, you can email us or you could tweet at us too if you'd like. Of course, you're listening to this in one way but if you want to listen to it in a different way we are at on the flank.podbean.com we're at my personal youtube uh which you're you're best finding on my twitter page um it's it's john george just hard, very hard to search on youtube and find we're on itunes and apple Podcasts for you iphone users and we are on spotify and google play for your android for you android users thank you guys for listening and uh have a have a fantastic end of the stage